everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. This week, I'm going to go ahead and welcome you directly into episode 238, Battle Scars. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 238. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo. We're here. We're here. Uh, We're very (laughs) wide-eyed. Bushy tailed. We're just so excited. Yeah, we're all high on Mamiya. Mm-hmm. Got a couple mummy rots. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. Just but. had an unwrapping party downstairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to put that out in the ether. <laughs> <laughs> our our dust was scattered across the room. Mm. It always freaks me out when the mummy mummies on like the like TV or horror movies or all those things. The mummies always have the most chapped lips in the world, and it's so unpleasant to look at. I mean, Ooh, they dry. Yeah, you think they're gonna be uh, lush? <laughs> but like the rest of their body doesn't look quite as cracked and painful as. Kind of hard to put like wrappings over lips, so li- the lips are like what shows. No, they cover I the whole don't body. Think that's what are you true. talking about? <laughs> well, like when they show a mummy, like in a in a movie, like in the mummy, it's got to have a face or it can't well, be horror, right? right? That's the mummy. <laughs> you know, what, okay, what other mummies are you? One in a museum? <laughs> I wasn't. I literally talked about movie mummies. Oh well. All right, fine. <laughs> you literally said movie mummies, <laughs> right? But. Never mind. I'm <laughs> sure their lips are us. chapped as fuck under the wrappings, too. All yeah, right, good. We but like, <laughs> for some reason, their fingers don't look chapped. No, their fingers they're are plenty shriveled. chapped. Yeah, they're all shriveled up. They br- they only have lips in the movies. Yeah, they wouldn't have uh, lips. A real, mu- a real mummy is all like, you know, all, back. All, all barely gums and teeth. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. little, little bit of beef jerky lips. <laughs> teriyaki flavor Ew. oh yeah get that nice like that nice like 70 year old Florida baking skin I'm thinking like you go into a 7-Eleven that has been closed for 18 years just to see <laughs> what's going on just yeah. to you go okay. into the abandoned 7-Eleven you find a Jack Link's like under one of the displays uh-huh. that wasn't wasn't cleaned up and taken. You open that bad boy up, see the dust pop out of that guy. Mm. You eat that. That's probably pretty similar to eating a mummy. Even better, you go to the the roller machine that keeps the hot dogs oh. warm. You <laughs> find one still back plugged in. there, plugged boy. in for eighteen years. Yeah, <laughs> just just all just you gotta rolling. do. Yeah, all you gotta do is turn it back on. <laughs> be, a real, uh, that, baby. <laughs> be a real Christmas vacation turkey moment. <laughs> Those roller dogs are all casing. <laughs> the meat rots out of them. The skin's just holding up the casing. <laughs> just like just a mummy. A case, yeah, just like a mummy. Just like mummy used to make. 
Brooks, you drinking anything good over there? I I am. I, I'm drinking. Milk. I'm drinking a particular seltzer today. Yeah, it's press, and no, I'm kidding. It's not lingonberry. I'm drinking a Founders actually. <laughs> you you lied about the. I just lied. About- <laughs> Where's your integrity? <laughs> you just lie about. We can see you on camera. Yeah, that's why I didn't grab it before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I'm just drinking Founders all day IPA. The listeners never would have known until he called you out halfway through the episode. <laughs> Wait a second! I thought you were drinking a press. Wait, that's not a press. The the one that keeps coming keeps coming back in the in the fridge. We can't seem to get rid of it. Somebody's restocking those press lingonberries. Absolutely. We'll long never know. Long con. It's the long con. Yeah, it's not. It's not me. It's not Emily. So you can't. You Campbell's in your long cons. In the drinks. <laughs> I, I want a fridge audit. Can we? Can we order a fridge audit with our Patreon funds? <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to get a home inspector, but he only inspects their fridge. We know a couple people that live out by them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm swing by. Your fridge audit. Fridge audit. When they least expect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be random. Mm-hmm. Haley, you got you got anything good over there? I actually don't. I do. I am just like rocking water because uh, I worked a like twelve hour day today. Mm. Mm. I'll be so lucky. Yeah, it sounds like you're slacking over there. <laughs> uh, it sucked. <laughs> no, we'll let it pass this time. Yeah, Steve. Anything? Well, I didn't work an eight-hour day today. Or, well, oh, I worked an eight-hour day. I didn't work a twelve-hour day. Let the, work. Let the record show uh, that I did work today. You put, you put in the right amount of work. Yeah, you know, work smarter, <laughs> not harder. Um, I am drinking a beer that has come to me all the way from Oregon. This is a boneyard beer, enzymatic IPA, limited release. Gonna give that a shot. Did you find that yourself or did somebody? No, a listener of the show sent me some beers. Cheese Cat sent me a whole bunch of beers. Oh, nice. I was going to say that sounds too specific to be something yeah. you picked out. Too specific. Yeah. That's awesome. Where did you say that was from, Steve? <sighs> Just across the border from Forks, Washington. And it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but what state was it? Oregon. Oregon, land of the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so this is going to be the it's big be, fucking thing now, huh? All right. Oregon, fucking get at me. Can't wait to Great. hop on the Oregon Trail. You know, do, do you guys remember playing that game, Oregon Trail? That <laughs> <laughs> sounds right to me. I just, I remember getting dysentery on that, on that trip to Oregon. Get your last out now. Yuck it up while you, you know... Well, while you're having fun, I, I would, you know, you, you want to make sure that your covered wagon is uh, <laughs> full of supplies for the trip to Oregon. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you sure you don't have one more left in there? No, no, no. no I'm, I'm, LaCroix. I'm done with it. Uh, as for me, I'm drinking. Limoncello LaCroix, because uh, I've been sick for three days. I don't have a 12-hour workday excuse, I suppose. No, but you've yeah, been but- sick for three days. <laughs> yeah, that's what it takes. 
But it's also the boys. Like the boys get a pass. So. Ah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's true. We've been working too hard for yeah. too long on this show to worry about 12 hour days. That kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what I always say? We, we, we put in those dice rolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not you. Well, no, but it's <laughs> it's the support. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a collective, Emily. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, dice rolls that went poorly, Emily, what what are you drinking? Uh, yes, I may have had the the poll this time, but it's pretty exciting because we are finally getting Ice Devil, which is Midorion Ice by Scottish J, off of the poll. This has been on there for so long. I don't even remember how long. It's just a constant. And now it's finally off. Yay! Midori on ice. Sounds delectable. I mean, there have been worse drinks. Yeah, it the certainly yeah. could be worse. Definitely. Yeah. It's very sweet, but um, I won't complain. That's that's just a melon liqueur, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nice. Well, I think we have to roll off. All right, boys. You you know what to do. It's me. Is it? It's me. I got an eleven. I got a four. I got a one. Yeah. All right. Oh, it's in the championship. <laughs> no losers here. There's no losers my, here. My dice didn't even move. It landed on that one and <laughs> stayed. Oh, is, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I hope that is not an indication of the night. Yeah, that's uh, Ooh. It's a real, it's a real confirmed mummy rat roll right there. Mm-hmm. Real problem, my attic. Well, that's great news to start the episode. When last we left our heroes, they fought mummies and invisible stalkers in this room that looks to be like a tea room, uh, but it's filled with you know powdered mummy skin. The mummies lit themselves on fire, and they appeared to have some sort of mythic power to them, but. The group, although split across the room, was able to take them down. That's where we find you now. Have the giant pits of sand closed up? <laughs> what yeah, about the, yeah. the ceiling of sand? Well, the ceiling of sand just created sand five feet deep and, you know, crushed you in the process. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I don't know if that's just like, well, the stone is sand now. I imagine mm. it, uh, it clears up much like the spell eventually. Ooh, What's going on whoa. the table? Who's got a mummy rot? Um, I have two of my three characters have mummy rot. Mm, no mummy rot here. Yeah, no, no mummy, mummy rot, here. rot here either. But oof, three what? is a lot. I didn't realize I was like one of the only. Yeah. All right. Well, that means we need remove curse and remove disease. Because this isn't a disease. It's a stupid curse disease. It's a curse disease. That is a little bit of a challenge because Uska <laughs> doesn't have either of those spells prepared. Now, heal will remove the disease condition and ability damage, but not a curse. Hmm. So where does that leave us? Just kind of patch that ability damage and potentially solve this tomorrow morning after we prepare? Or what? I can prepare to remove curses. And, oh, actually, I guess I could prepare another one at a higher level. Do you need three? I thought, sorry, I thought someone, I thought it. No, it's just you and the, it's Eclipse and the Lopper. Oh. I have it, I think. Yeah. Everyone else said they were clean. Oh. Yeah. Well, then I will prepare to remove curses. <laughs> and I think, I think in the wording of 
of mommy rot text. I, th- I think there's a specific order that it needs. Yeah, you need to remove the curse first. Well, I think we could tag team this then if Tulia prepares the remove curse, then Lyra could come in with the heal right after. Okay. Now, is heal a conjuration healing spell? Ooh, that is a good question. It sure is. Okay. So, even after the curse is removed, you need to make a caster level check for the heal to work at all. Hmm. Where does that come from? Is that part of Mummy Rod? Is it that is just, part of Mummy, that's Mummy, part Mummy, of Mummy Rod. Rod. Yeah. Damn. Oh, wow. So anyone casting a conjuration healing spell, which should be like anything that heals on the afflicted creature, must succeed on a caster level check, or the spell is wasted and the healing has no effect. That occurs regardless of whether the curse has been removed. So the heal will, you know, remove the disease if it is successful, and then you're good. Whew. They really don't want people getting rid of this thing, do they? Mummy rot for most parties when they first encounter a mummy is like a death sentence for anyone that gets it. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. People about half your level usually die of mummy rot. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty high level and we're having to do quite a lot to remove this. So yeah, half the level and this would be tough. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you just think of like a regular mummy could be like, a, I think they're like CR six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's still have the ability. And that's usually one of the first creatures that you meet with, uh, like, immune to mind affecting as well. So the other thing that I'll tell you is, like, the DC of the of the disease is the caster level check for that healing. So you have a pretty good chance of succeeding it. You have more than a 50-50 shot. Oh, that makes me nervous, though. Now, you could certainly, if you're down any hit points, you know, you could rock a channel. Um, oh, yeah. Before you do that, if you wanted the roll twice. You know, that honestly is a pretty good idea because Uska does need quite a bit of healing. So does Ikmer. And she, Uska can't use her tweak the odds because it's not, it doesn't say you can use it on a caster level check. But so- you'll be giving Eclipse, the, or not Eclipse, Tulia has the remove curse, you'll be giving Tulia um, the benefit of that roll twice as well. Mm. I think you have to yeah. roll against the DC of the curse as well. So let me spend one minute and prepare two remove curses. Okay. You guys have three minutes left on your death ward. Just keeping track for you. And now do you want to channel? Yes. Uska will channel 28 points of healing. Now that does go through for the mummy rot people. That's a channel. It's not a conjuration healing spell. Wow, that's great. All right, I'm going to roll twice and take the better on this uh, caster level check against the DC to remove the curse. Okay. Do you want to use any of your shenanigans to boost your caster level? Mm, No. I have a 14 on a caster level plus I'll roll twice and take the better. That's pretty good. Yeah, I got a 17 on the die, so. Okay, yep. So, nice. uh, I assume you you guys are working on Eclipse first. Yes. So, you successfully remove the curse. Now, the heal needs to happen within one minute. Lyra will come up and use her 
roll twice and take the better on Eclipse. All right, with that roll twice, it's a 24, or 28, excuse me. 28. Yes, the heal does go off. The disease is removed. And uh, because it's a heal, all of your ability damage is gone and you're healed, what, 140 hit points? Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, the heal definitely takes care of a lot of it. It's just that curse part that's... Great. Um, And so now I'm going to use great power and greater expense to roll twice and take the better for the leopard. Okay. Wow, I got a 17 and a 2 again. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, as long as the 17 was your second roll, then it was worth it. Uh, so yeah, you, you remove the curse on the lopper. Ooh, and I would like this to go through. So Uska this time approaches the lopper. She's actually already right next to him. And she uses her roll twice and take the better on a heal. I don't know if this is going to be enough. My highest, my highest roll is a six on the die. So that's a 20. I know I rolled a five and a six. And before you say anything, let me double check. See if there's anything I can do to boost this. Wow. Wow. That is unfortunate. I know, right? Just unfortunate. (laughs) Unfortunately, or... Uska, since this is a caster level check, that's that's all she got. Hmm. Can can Lyra tweak the odds or uh, use divine interference and make her re-roll it? Well, Lyra <laughs> does have something that would allow her as an immediate action to roll twice, but um, that doesn't help Uska. Mm-hmm. Can you technically do it? Do the divine interference? No, that's against attacks. Yeah, that's oh, just attacks. Okay. Yeah. Um, however, the uh, the healing thing is tied to its own DC. So uh, 20 actually meets beats. <gasps> oh, my wow. gosh. Okay. Yeah, I'm reading the description here, and it's got a DC for the disease and then a DC for the uh, healing spells. So. so I am what then? Healed, but not yes, you, but diseased? No, the disease is removed. Okay, okay. 20 no. meets beats, so the heal goes off. Your dam- ability damage is removed. You're healed 140 hit points, and you no longer have mummy rot. Thank you so much, Emily. That's great. Yeah, great oh. teamwork. We needed all the ability boost. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're wasting time. Matsume is going to be casing out this room, see what's going on in here. Sure. You can give me a perception. Hell yeah. Okay. 54. So you find um, quite a few artifacts of um, ancient Osirian origin. Uh, you think these artifacts would be- fetch around 6,000 gold. And you notice something. There's a tea set on the table. Mm-hmm. One of the teacups is mismatched. Mm. So one of these cups, like the rest of the set looks kind of Osiriani. Like sure. this is like a almost dark pewter in color and has like the ancient Osiriani text, but one is a um white porcelain. I detect magic at it. 
Uh, you detect magic at it, and it does uh, radiate a faint magic, which Batumbe, you would know, likely means it's not itself magical, but came into contact with something very magical. Hmm. The rest of the cups don't radiate. Eclipse, when your mummy rot is done, come touch this peculiar mug. Uh, well, so she could also come check this out while Tulia is prepping, because it takes a whole minute for her, Tulia to be prepping shit. She could just, like, kind of sadly trudge over, touch the mug. Okay. You touch the mug, and you are seated at this table. You look around the table, and you see this, this man that you can tell is some sort of undead creature uh, with these gray vestments on uh, and the fly of Ergothoa along with the chain skull or, or the gag skull uh, on two chains on his neck. Um, you can see, you know, as you kind of look around the table, there's other people sitting with you. Um, one of them is a girl completely glassy-eyed. Looks like she's completely out of it, but she kind of mechanically reaches for tea when it's presented to her. Uh, you, Eclipse, recognize that this is, in fact, Kendra Lorimore sitting at the table with you. Um, and you turn then to the side at, and you see, you know, the tea being poured by Sawyer Savarine. Who pours oh. the tea into this white porcelain cup, different from the other cups, uh, and you reach out a gnarled hand to grab it. Looking kind of further around this room, you see uh, these shapes that immediately feel familiar to you, these uh, amalgams of sugar and dough these creatures unholy in their creation something completely wrong about them but also like you've been to the plane of dreams it almost feels like it's like out of a dream these things and just permeating the room the scent of death and the scent of sugar as you take a sip of this tea and the man across from you who you know is the gray friar begins to explain to you the carrion crown formula is finished now all we need is to infuse this girl here with it there is no need to concern yourself with the ritual keep your strength in your realm we'll need you to transport her the final way once we've injected her with the formula it'll only be a matter of time before Tarbafan is ready to possess her body and then you fade back what is it that you saw, Eclipse? Uh, I saw, I saw actually a kind of a lot all at once. Um, I saw Sawyer and, um, he was there serving me, I guess, tea. Um, there were those, there were these like weird creatures made of like pastries and dough, but they didn't, they weren't right. Something's wrong. And then, um, Kendra was also there. And um, they also said they have everything for the Carrying Crown and that Tarbafon is going to take over her body. 
and come back. And they have everything, and they're just going to infuse her, and all will be done. Tumbek kind of looks around the party, worried. Then it appears we have run out of time. If the formula is complete and all that remains is to infuse it to Kendra, let the Whispering Tyrant return. We cannot delay. It could be happening right now. I agree. Um, do you think we'll feel it when it happens? Like, I feel like this is monumental. I don't know. If we're far enough away, I imagine not, but it won't be long before the entire world feels it in one way or another. If this foul man returns, there will be no stopping him. Even if the the Whispering Tyrant has returned, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sure not going to take it sitting down. So if it is complete or not, I'm going to at least try to do my best fighting it. Ayabea, the Whispering Tyrant means death for all mortals, whether... You face it now, or you face it when he comes hunting for you. Best to meet it head on and try and stop him. We don't know if the ritual's already been complete, and if he's already here. Until we know for sure, we should just keep the hope alive. But it hasn't happened yet, and we can still stop it. In that case, let's get rid of this uh, mummy rot for all y'all, and see if we can stop something now. It's not, it's not complete yet. You can feel it too, Eclipse. The, the spiritual pressure here. If, if Tarvafan was back, he wouldn't be messing with us. He wouldn't still be here messing with us. That's why I asked. This doesn't seem right. So we have some time, but not a lot. We've got to go. Before we leave, is everyone feeling better? We don't want to risk losing ourselves along the way. Yeah. Flash forward to now Mummy Rod's all cured and I'm healed. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling great now. <laughs> <laughs> that makes 100% sense. I am so happy for you. Then there is no further time for delay. I mean, let us continue. There, if there's time for at least a couple of heals around, that, that could be a little helpful. I have listened to your foolishness for long enough, Ikma. There's no time. <laughs> well, I was going to say something about how if this is the end and I, I would have been honored to have spent my last moments with you guys, but geez, when that you put it like touching. that. Unfortunately, there's no time for that. <laughs> hey, what? how much healing are you down? 60. Okay, well, like, if I would have cast the greater infernal healing, I didn't know you were down. I could have cast that before I started prepping that one minute spell and you would have healed 40 automatically. Oh, okay. Takes 10 minutes to heal the... I thought it was one minute. Oh, yeah, you might be right. It's fast healing four. So, it yeah. would yeah, you, you'd heal 40 in one minute. Yeah, you guys you guys knowing okay. it could take a minute could be popping that off. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's definitely like your fastest, surest healing, I think. So if anyone's like down by 40 or more, you... In a minute, you could cast that on everyone. Wow. Ooh. Could you cast right, that it on Uska? Because she was down. Yeah, because yeah, it only takes six seconds. Technically, like, it takes actually less than a round because it's standard action to cast it, but it's one minute worth of fast healing four. <laughs> now you will, uh, you know, be evil for a minute. We don't have any paladins. I know. Yeah, I think we no that's longer okay. have any clerics. 
No, I know. I just, uh, I imagine uh, that Uska does her cackle, but it's like a little more uh, malicious under her breath. Leaning into the tiefling heritage. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say she's already a tiefling, so yeah, it's just like that one minute where it's just like a little extra, like hmm. Mm-hmm. Her hair doesn't yeah. glow quite as bright and uh, youthful as it normally does. Yeah, you just right. slash Uska across the palm for the material component for that one. <laughs> does anyone need any more? I'm topped off. I'm good. Did I need to do two for? You said it was forty for the first one. Then yeah. Yeah. Don't we have the original version that we could bop them with? Yes, that's 10 mm-hmm. over one minute. Yeah. And they don't stack. And I don't want to wait three full minutes because mm-hmm. that means. No, we don't want to do that. One need to minute. Hit, of hit them with board. a regular wand or something, though. Yeah. In the meantime, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I have seven charges of Cure Serious, but I don't want to use that. Yeah, Lyra could cast a heal spell. He- okay. You mean just I've Cure and. Yeah, sorry, not not a like okay. a cure moderate. Sorry, Go ahead, burn healing. Your heal. <laughs> Twenty hit points. Okay, what? You... Eighteen points of healing. Oh uh, yeah, you're you're golden. That's, you're down. Oh yeah. End. Yep. Close. E- that could be. No. That could be all the difference. We'll see. I think there's one door out of this room. The other side. There yes. is. So some of you can see it. Some of you can't. But if if you all move towards the north part of the r- room, that top of the L. Uh, you can see that there's a door, closed door that leads deeper in. All right. Let's get into formation. Yeah. Uska uses her fly hex again before we open the door. Sure. Their bear is going to try to peek in stealthily at first. Oh, what a terrible, terrible roll. 26. With the 26, you do like kind of you know, creak the door a little bit. I mean, I think it, it kind of becomes semantic, right? It's like a 26 isn't good at level 14, but mm-hmm. but like, I don't really know that you're like messing up. Um, but you look into the doorway and it just appears to be a hallway. It dead ends to the south and then continues to the north. Okay. Ikmer, you can see that it goes to the north and then and then it looks like it continues even further to the east. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't, unless we were like checking for traps or something. I don't see why we wouldn't at least go into the next uh, hallway without necessarily making ourselves present behind this wall here. Yeah, I say we just move forward. I can roll periodic perceptions for traps. Griff, do you want that? Do you just want to tell me randomly when to do those? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask you guys for a perception if we need it. Uh, as you kind of rock around here, Igmer and Air Bear, you see that um, that wall was blocking you off from a wa- like a 10-foot-wide uh, staircase that leads down. Ooh, spooky. And it leads down into darkness, but I think you all have dark vision at this point, and you can see this motif down the sides of the wall and it um, it looks like it was you know Matumbe would know this well enough just by seeing it that I don't even really need to check it looks like the boneyard but it looks like it's been like carved over parts of it have been vandalized Ooh. and the fact that like as, as Eclipse even comes around the fact that she's actually been to blood rot it looks like the boneyard motif has been warped to that of 
Ergothoa's deific realm, and you see, just like in your dream, Matumbe, atop the tower of Phrasma sits this woman, half-skeleton with her legs crossed, uh, and then her upper half, just this beautiful, pale figure. We must guard ourselves. This probably doesn't need to be said, but we are in a very evil place. A place of treachery, of debauchery, of evil. Igmer, you hear as if it's like right next to you, like coming from the wall side. Well, boy, you haven't done such a great job in protecting those friends you tried to save, have you? So many have died in the approach to my domain. How sad that your efforts have been lost on them, and they don't come to you for protection. They don't stand behind you and trust you. But I can see, I can see the power within you. I can see how you would be useful. I can be your true friend. Protect me. Ooh. And, and Make a perception check. Oh, okay. As long as... Everybody. I was about okay. to say, you're just looking for a failure from a boy hick at this level. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ikmer will... If he can, I guess, if, if this is into mind-affecting effect here. I have been used before. I'm not going to let it happen again. I don't care that that I might feel weak or you say I'm weak. So many more friends of mine will die if, if we don't stop you. Oh, but child, you could keep them from that fate. If only you would protect me. Keep them away from my home, and they need not die. Not all of them. You would be giving them the greatest protection possible by keeping them out of my lair. You're trying to get those perception checks. Use me. Matumbe Durin, 42, 38, respectively. Ikmer actually rolled really well, and he's at a, a hot, hot 26. Wow. Wow. I didn't even know you could get that high. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you beat Lyra. She only got an 18. Oh, my. Uh, but Uska got a 44. Ooh. Yeah, 37, 22, and 19. So Lopper got a 19. Julia got a 22 because I rolled a 2 on the die for her. And Clips got a 16 on the die for the 37. Um, if, unless it is to see through... Disguises are acting on surprise rounds. <laughs> Didn't know there was a disguise. <laughs> Eclipse, you immediately feel that spiritual pressure that the yeah. lobby was talking about. You you can like hear these whispers and it's not unintelligible to you. You can you can like hear what's being said to Ikmer and you're like frozen as this conversation happens. Matumbe and Durin, you you're both actually like you can see Ikmer mm-hmm. and you see the towering figure of the whispering tyrant, just a shimmer of him, mm-hmm. just like his outline crouched over Ikmer, whispering in his ear, Ikmer with your 
26, you see his gnarled hand on your shoulder. You feel this breath when there shouldn't be breath. This chill makes all the hair on your back and on the back of your head prickle and bristle. Uska, you can you can tell that the haunt that's been bothering you is is here, but you you don't have the spiritual attunement that Eclipse has, and you can't see Ikmer, so you just know something else is in the room with you. Durin's gonna shout over Air Bear and Matumbe, who's he, who's standing in between him and Ikmer. Do not listen to his lies. I followed you to hell and back. You are strong, Ikma. Ikma, I need you to make me a will save. Oh, no. Okay. Have I used my tenacious yet today? I don't think I have. Okay. Uh, I will use it if I fail. I think that's the, this is the one that I do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, with a 13 on the die, bringing it to a total of 26. You turn to this apparition you've already told him that you won't be used and instead of a whisper he just shrieks at you that only you can hear this ear splitting shriek and you feel his clawed gnarled hand just scratch across your face and this ethereal wound opens up from eye to chin I will sway you at some point, you're not strong enough to resist me, boy. And then the creature, the whispering tyrant, dissolves. Oh, I feel like that would have killed me if I if I hadn't saved. Would have been bad, I'm sure. Yeah, because none what, of us what's could going hit on him. This, what's going on with this wound, though? Like, did he take damage? Yeah. Is he scarred now? I think, you know, Igmer turns to the group of you and you can just see it. You see this mark across his face. Fortunately, it spared his eye, mm-hmm. but it looks like it was deep enough that had, you know, had he turned the right way, it would have just taken his eye out with it. Um, I'm going to need a religion check, a medicine check. Like, Igmer. I think your adrenaline is pumping enough that, like, you don't even oh. feel this. Gotcha. Kay. So I can auto-aid a religion on both Eclipse and Tulia. Sweet. I will do that as well as Durin. I have no heal skills. Uska's gonna peek around the corner and do a heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a flirty 40 on that religion. I needed all that help because I rolled bad. 31 on the heal. Yeah, so with the heal, the first thing you notice is this was a deep wound. He should be bleeding Mm. profusely. Hmm. And instead, as you run your hands over it, it's like gnarled and knotted scar tissue. Hmm. Matumbe with that religion you think that this could be some kind of curse uh, if you deliberate with Uska you might realize that like this seems kind of similar to like a, a very malevolent version of the uh, like the scar hex mm-hmm. but is it 
doing anything to him? Is there lingering magic? It's definitely lingering magic, but it doesn't appear to be hurting him physically. Mm -hmm. Um, What you know is that you've been marked by the Whispering Tyrant. Okay. What that means because of his magic, it's hard to say. Ikma, I will be the bearer of bad news. The Whispering Tyrant has marked you and you are disfigured. It may prove difficult for you in the future to turn the eye of a lady werewolf. (laughs) But in the near term future, terrible things may happen to you before you get the chance to do that. I don't know what those are, though. The good news is you're not in any immediate harm. The wound itself has healed over. You will soon likely be in immediate harm, but not yet. <laughs> You're not bleeding out now. Z- Always the optimist. <laughs> Z- let me put it this way. It's a very gnarly scar, but, you know, some la- ladies, they dig that. Um, that is all I can try to make up for the situation. Um, I don't... <laughs> I don't. I don't know, best friend. It could could be worse. <laughs> I know, Matumbe. I thought you and I, you know, after this we could go out on a town and, you know, find some, pick up some ladies or something. But oh, that really I am mean. married. <laughs> I am flattered you would invite me. Um, I make a great wingman. The ladies walk up and I say, Have you heard of the bones land in a spiral? <laughs> well, my friend Ikmar... And then they want to talk to anyone else. Well, my friend Ikmar can get down if you catch my drift. Take you to the spire if they know what that means. The bone yard. <laughs> oh, okay. Jump into the river of souls with my... <laughs> You guys do? No. <laughs> well, you know, chicks take skills, so. Yep. Okay. Well, are you proceeding on? Well, I think so. With with this scar, you guys, you guys will have to watch out for me. I guess if I start acting crazy or something, I I understand. You guys do what you have to do, but you know. Uh, be cautious of anything I do. I'd hate to, you know, make you guys hurt any, any more. Is it glowing still? A scar? Yeah. It it looks like a scar now. Okay, yeah. I just didn't know if it had a glow. Yeah, at first maybe because it was like this, you know, yeah. ectoplasmic hand. But now it certainly glows if you detect magic at Ikmer. It like the the scar radiates magic. Okay. But other than that, I think I'm ready to go. I forgot to mention this before, but Uska wants to uh, form a lifelink with Air Bear as per usual, and then we can move on. <laughs> Let's do it. Cool. Okay. You descend the stairs, and still you see just all the way down this iconography, despoiled, um, but it's quiet. There's no more meddling from the spirits here as you 
descend, you see battered wooden doors that hang ajar. Um, and Ikmer, you can, you know, as you as you kind of peek around the corner here, you can see a couple intersections deeper into these catacombs, and you see a disgusting creature. Um, the best way to describe it is cookie flesh hanging off of a skeleton, and it's got this tongue that hangs out of it and looks like it has like its own mouth on the tongue and it's got these like you can't tell if it's jello or viscera these slimy shiny candy organs inside of it that's fucking gross it's so yeah. gross guys it, it looks like one of those things those dough things from Eclipse's vision. Be, be careful up here. But it's also got an extra tonguey thing. Now I like sweets as much as the next person, but uh, this doesn't look pleasant. <laughs> so I guess, uh, do we want to prep for attack? I think we need to destroy it. Yeah, do we need to prep for attack? I, I think so. Ooh, before if I we have the jump on us, someone with some knowledge could maybe take a look. I was just going to say the same thing. If I can see it, I can roll a knowledge check. All right. Yeah. It looks like you got to creep up a little bit. Ickmer's the only one that can see it right now. I can switch okay. spots with you. Creep up. Ooh, I do see it. Pretty gross. Pretty gross. <laughs> now I will roll the knowledge check. What am I rolling? This is religion and planes. Separate information or the same? Uh, so the religion's gonna get you what it's like base is. The okay. planes is gonna get you what this, whatever the hell clearly Nana Opal has done to this thing. All right, yeah. let's start with that base then. There we go. 44. That's, that's the religion, the base. Mm-hmm. So this looks like it was a morgue. M-O-H-R-G. Okay. Um, and you know that because of this uh, this skeletal body with these, like, even if they're made of candy, like these organs and this tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, like, the fact that the tongue looks like almost like one of those moray eels. Or not not a, not a moray, a lamprey. Ooh, like, yeah. with, the, with the rows of teeth at the end of it. Uh, but these teeth are like candy corns. You you know that it's this undead creature called a morgue, but then you know, messed up. Oh, so the the tongue itself has a mouth. Yeah. Ugh. Oh no no no. Yeah. So the tongue oh, has that like lamprey eel mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry. What was the roll? That remember? was a 44. So 44 is gonna get you. I want to say three questions. Count this as a question if you like, but is this an undead creature? It is. Okay. Yeah, I was a little confused with the two different things going on there. I mean, that's good to know because that'll inform some of our defenses and um, how like, I apply bonuses and stuff. Speaking of which, what are its special defenses? So its special defenses are its immunity to ability drain, bleed, death effects, disease, energy drain, exhaustion, fatigue, mind affecting, non-lethal, paralysis, 
physical ability damage, poison, sleep, and stunning. It also has um, mobility, which will give it that bonus mm. to attacks of opportunity. Um, and let's see, it's got um, lightning reflexes. Now, I believe what it's gained from... So it has energy resistance to cold, and it has DR. I'd love to know that DR. So the DR is DR10, magic, and bludgeoning. Looks like it won't like my book. (laughs) Anything else about the base creature you want to know? Anything in particular, folks? Mm, Not really. I can give you kind of important things about it if you want. Yeah, I love Um, that. So... It it has an attack that that causes paralysis, which could be good if you guys can get your like frontliner freedom of movement or something. It can cause paralysis with the venom on its tongue, and you think it probably would still do that, even though it's this like weird candy form. It normally would create spawns. You're not sure how that plays out with it, you know, being a candy creature. Sure. Uh, but normally it would create fast zombies that are under its control. And then uh, I'll give you that it's... It is impacted by the um, the desecrate, the uh, unhallow, mm. and that kind of stuff because it is still undead. Um, and its weakest save is fortitude. Okay. You want to give me that planes roll? I sure do. Can I aid in these or no? They're monster checks, so normally it's like weird. Normally it's in combat. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be better. 45 total. Yeah, 45. So it's still going to be three questions. Um, What I'm going to tell you now is that, you know, if you want to ask defenses, it does have different defenses from this candy thing. Hell yeah, then I need to know them. Okay. So it has spell resistance from the candy thing. It has energy resistance to fire, to electricity, and to acid. And that's those are the additional um, resistances, I believe. Let me just double check that it doesn't have any other DR. Because sometimes that gets put in a weird spot. So, Steve, could Matume use that, uh, I don't know, whatever the opposite of desecrate is? The consecrate? Yeah, I should be able to. I've got three of them prepared. Okay. Um, those are its additional defenses. Okay. Two more questions. Do you all care to know the levels of resistance on those um, different energies? I would, but I'll probably just end up having Darren use his like holy bombs. That's going to bypass that stuff. So any- it would be good for Tulia to know. Okay. So that because she is usually those kind of spells. Perfect. That's kind of why I asked. I figured I didn't know if you were just going to like bomb it with magic missiles or whatever. So, um, electric or um, energy resistances. Let's get them. They're all 10. Okay. And I have one more question. Mm, It's movement. You want to do that? That might be interesting. That's a fun one. We've never done that before. What's, yeah, what's its like movement and different ways it can do that? Uh, So it's got. A normal 30-foot speed. Uh, however, um, you think that with this candy infusion, it can probably fly as well. Mm. What about candy makes me think it can fly? 
<laughs> how, did, how did I get from point A to point B on that one? Uh, I mean, pixie sticks. You're right. Yeah. That's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Matuma's going to turn back and whisper all these things to the party. What do you want to do? We need to eliminate it. It's an open-ended question. Anybody could respond. Um, so what? We only see the one? That's it? It's not but, to say there aren't more around right. corners, but I only see the one. I just, I do feel like, like, when there's one, there's a lot. <laughs> when it comes to some of these things, I mean, how many mummies? There were multiple, yeah. right? How many novices? There were many. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. So, uh... I mean, I'm just going to guess there's like a lot of stuff going on. So do we just want to go in guns blazing or is there anything we can do prep wise to just take a lot out at once? If there's, you know, if there's a way you can scout, you can certainly scout. Um, But again, that's going to that's going to eat into your. um, Yeah, at the time. You you got like, what is it now? Like two minutes of this. uh, Yeah. So. Guns blazing would certainly, you know, get you through this combat with that for sure. But if you want to scout, you know, we can we can play that out in terms of normal movement speed and that kind of thing too. I'm okay doing that if you guys want to try and scout it out. I know we have some like ethereal abilities. Yeah. Uh, then again, you only move like ten feet per movement doing yeah. that. So that to me is when we don't have a ticking time bomb of abilities. Right. I want to be smart, but I think we just got to light this guy up. And if there's more of them, there's more of them. I agree. It's the way shit is. (laughs) Any spells we want to do, though, before we go in? There is something to be noted about the uh, tactics to be used here. This uh, funnel will, they will be forced to come to us in this uh, small corridor. We will be able to protect the back line, but if they are able to transport uh, to the back, uh, could be very vulnerable. At so, that is something to keep in mind in the uh, the tactics of this area before we jump in. Good point, there, Bear. We are going to be in close quarters here. Allow me. And Matumbe is going to charge up one of his tattoos that has the coordinated effort spell built in. I haven't used this in a long time, but you all are plenty familiar with it. It's one where I can share a teamwork feat. I'm going to be sharing um, that swarm scatter to build up AC. I can do four creatures now, and there are four other frontliners in this party. So, all right. Ikmer, Air Bear, I got the Lopper, and I got Eclipse in there. All right, sounds good. No, it's only it's only applicable when you're next to me, but it it'll work when we're all stacked up. So, I really don't want to have to wade into combat to get you guys out. I think you could use some freedom of movement, and I believe Air Bear and Ikmer do not have freedom of movement, but Matumbe and Durin do. Is that correct? That's absolutely true. I, I mean, I can't speak to Brooks's characters, but both of mine have that right now. Yeah, I would need it. So that is, that's awesome. All right. Uska will cast that on Air Bear and Ikmer. And uh, the flying ability, I can, I, I've, I've got my new abilities and um, I know uh, Air Bear has his broom, so he could, could do that. 
We may need to do that, yes, but it is on the ground right now. Best not burn abilities we may need later if it stays down here to fight us. But good to know we can do that. If Airbear can just peek around just enough to see the creature, he's uh, he's going to challenge it. This is... What? Crazy. No way. I know, right? He's doing it before combat. Uh, that will be better that we get the drop on it. That is the surprise that it will have. I think it's killing time. All right, because I've given you guys kind of a pseudo surprise round, we're going to just roll some initiative. As you guys have kind of peeked around the corner, this thing, uh, you know, after hearing a couple spells cast, finally Mm -hmm. uh, looks up and just kind of like... I don't know what does what does candy sound like when it roars at you like pop rocks pop rocks <laughs> nah it sounds like when you drop skittles out of a bag mm, the clicking noise that's an angry mm. noise yeah oh yeah that's true I like that for the <laughs> haunting that's uh that's kind of terrifying that's like the uh the skittles noise is like the last of us uh clickers or whatever uh-huh yeah yeah and like the predator does a, a very similar yeah the, oh. predator. the predator noise is terrifying yeah this is what i'm saying yeah. it's that kind of weird clicking Distinctly hard candy dropping on the floor. Oh, or is he like <laughs> is he like grinding his teeth or like or chattering his oh, teeth no. together to make that's, that noise? That's that's the growl. Oh that the roar is the dropping of candy. I love it. Oh, and too hot, hot. Oh, Igmar natural twenty on the initiative. Alright, Igmar, what you got? Well, with a natural twenty Woo. is that a twenty-six? Good stuff. How about Uska? 23. And Air Bear? 25. And Lyra? 14. And Durin? Very scary number, 23. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying Jim Carrey movie. How about Tulia? 19. I heard it was a true story. <laughs> and Eclipse? So for the third time tonight, when I had to roll two dice and either take the better or worse... I have now rolled another set of 17 and 2 oh, for a here. 7 on my initiative. Oh, and Matumbe. 16. That bodes well for any roll twice and take the betters, and it bodes <laughs> very badly for roll twice and take the worse. Well, at the start of this combat is Ikmer. Wow. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that again. <laughs> That's fucking shocking. <laughs> Absolute. He's in full ass plate. Absolute king right here. <laughs> All right. So I feel like I've got something a little bit too much on here. That's what it is. Well, yeah, he has uh, boots of speed, so he's gonna click those. Those. Do you? I thought that was just air bear. <laughs> you got the you wrong character. T- I know. <laughs> you might be Look. asking yourself. Uh, that sounds like Brooks on the How wrong did he get this? Sheet. <laughs> um, and then you would say to yourself, that would be correct. Igmer begins his challenge. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, man. Even Brooks doesn't believe his character's first. <laughs> <laughs> I knew something was up. Yeah, he had Air Bear queued up yeah. <laughs> first in the order. 
All right, well, he's going to run down as far as he can, um, which is just far enough to to see down all of the different corridors here, and he immediately uh, stops. Guys, you, you were right. There's a lot more. I can can see at least four of them. Uh-oh. That's not good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do not want him to uh, move any further down without support. So okay. I think he's going to ready. Do it already? Yes, he is going to ready an action to attack if there, if one of these uh, sweet cookie monsters are within striking range. Yeah, now that you've reached the bottom of the stairs, Ikmer, the, this scent is just stomach turning. Ugh. I actually need you to roll me a fortitude save. Oh, man. Nana Opal, what you cooking up? Children. In the cookies. Huh? Uh, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Griffin, will save? Fortitude. No, no, no. Fortitude, okay. yeah. Ooh. I didn't roll hot, but that is a 28 total. 28. Uh, I mean, you, you get that like saliva in your mouth that that I'm a disgusting feeling like you might retch at this smell, uh-huh. but you shake it off quickly. Ooh, okay. It is now one of these candy morgues turn. Uh, this one is going to go ahead and smite good against you, Ikmer. Ooh. Don't love to hear that. No, mm-hmm. you don't. And then I'm going to go ahead and spring attack at you, which I think I can do. 15... Is going to attack at you now. This wouldn't provoke, but I think because you readied an action to hit, you still can hit. Is that, that? I think that. I think that tracks because that's not an attack of opportunity he'd be taking. It's just it's a, a ready action. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he should be excluded from taking an AOO, but because that's not what this is, that right, sounds because you readied. I think. I think. Um, I'm sure, there's 15 pages about this on the forums, <laughs> but I think that's. I think that's reasonable. You're so right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really it, it's really just without provoking attacks of opportunity from the target of the attack. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you you still do get to AOO him, and he's going to attack you as well with a slam. Okay. Well, Ikmer attacks with a 31. A 31 does hit this creature. All right. Uh, and. I'm going to miss you with a 36. Yes. Uh, so he's going to take some damage here as he uh, shuffles up to you and with like a syrup-coated arm attempts to slam at you and you hear like the bones underneath this gingerbread almost crack as he glances off your armor. All right. Yeah, that... He's he's almost surprised that it didn't uh, that he was a- that he was able to pull away that quick and not s- stick as like a syrupy the syrupy consistency that he might be, but Ikmer's gonna gonna land twenty seven damage. Ooh, good damage. Yes, um, but slashing. Okay, so not quite as good damage. But damage nonetheless, as you see, like crumbs spray out of its chest, 
uh, and you get like a better look. It's definitely like candy and syrup. This these organs, they're like slick with it, and and you can see like they're just moving grotesquely as if they're like writhing organs. But when you take a closer look, it's like gelatin and candy shell and that kind of stuff. Air Bear, it's your turn. All right. Now the boots of speed are going to come into play. He can make it all the way up, actually, into the space of this creature, provoking an AOO if required. Hasn't acted yet. <gasps> yep. It, uh, it does not strike at you. And since it is his challenge, that's... Oh, uh, not not great with the uh, oh whatever so the blade of the rising sun. Uh, I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> does a twenty five hit? Because the creature is flat footed and most of its AC comes from Dex. Yes, that hits. Ooh. Let's go. Okay. All right. That, that's gonna be thirty seven damage. Uh, Sla- also slashing. Okay. Still a pretty good hit there. Uska. Uska is up the stairs and around the corner, so she's heard descriptions and is hearing the start of combat, but she can't see a thing. She floats on down the stairs right behind Matumbe to get a better view of what's going on. And you can see the there's one on top of Air Bear. Okay. It's just showing our bear's token. Oh, and that's the only creature she can see. Uska wants to stay up somewhat near the fighters so she can help them out. So she moves so that she is 30 feet from Air Bear. Ooh, and she can see down at the end of the hall, very far away, another gingerbread creature. Yeah, he's nosy. He's going to know what's going on. <laughs> I like that the first one was over emotional. <laughs> I can't, first one that went. Yeah, I can't wait to see that play out. Okay. <laughs> oh shoot. I need uh I need both Air Bear and Uska to go ahead and make me fortitude saves. Now that you are within thirty feet of a gingerbread morgue. Fort- Air Bear will just say this happens after your turn. Okay. For his fortitude save, got a twenty or thirty-three. Thirty-three, you're fine. Oh, I did not roll super well. And wow, I know. Emily, you didn't roll well <laughs> on a save? Um, uh, Imagine my surprise. Yeah, so as an immediate action, Uska will boost her save up by two to get to a dirty 20. Oh, okay. Oh my God. I know. I, oh my. Maybe you want to save that one. I don't think a 20 doing it. So, um,. So you get a whiff of this, like, disgusting, sweet, and decay, and you are sickened for as long as you are in the aura of one of these morgues, and then for two rounds thereafter. Okay. Uh, now, you're not immune to the this, this morgue smell now, so if you exit and re-enter, you're going to have to make a fortitude save again. Um, okay, but she can still finish her turn. Yes. She, Uska is holding her nose now at this point, and it's not 
not helping her enough, she calls out to Air Bear, Today's your lucky day. And uh, you have protective luck now. Aw, oh, yeah. And that's her whole turn. Okay. Oops, sorry. Durin, you're up. All right. Durin is kind of towards the back of the party, around the corner from all of the action. In front of him directly is Eclipse and the Lopper standing shoulder to shoulder. He scoots in between them and skids to a halt next to Matumbe so he can stare down this corridor, seeing Uska, Ikmer uh, further down, and then Air Bear uh, dodging in between the legs of this lamprey mouth cookie undead abomination. Um, and as a standard action, he is going to pull off a little explosive charge from his pouch, shake it up a little bit to get the reagents going, click it onto a bomb, and then draw back his bowstring and let it fly at the creature that Air Bear is trying to harass. I'm using a good bomb, and um, let's see if I hit the creature. That is a natural 20. Yes. All right. I really wish I did deadly aim, but I didn't want to miss. So I'm going to roll to see if I confirm. 17 yeah. on the die. I have to imagine that's yeah. a confirm yeah. in the 40s. Yep. Okay. Which one is that against? Is that against the... Uh... The Air Bear one. Okay. Yeah, that one uh, hasn't acted yet either. So. Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm just going to roll this all here. Ooh. 13. That's a times three crit. 13. 33 points of piercing magical damage, so I know you'll be taking 10 off the top of that, but then the bomb explodes. Yep. Remember, your bombs just get an extra uh, D6. Right. Does the static modifier get doubled? I believe yeah, the static I, I does, does get doubled, yeah. It's just the... Mm -hmm. To avoid the uh, situation you have with Omegas where you know, Shocking Grasp does yeah. 80 D6 of damage, I guess they decided bombs shouldn't do that. Well, you know what? That's 41 more points of good damage. Nice. Hey, it seems like all of that 41 goes through. Woo. Hell yeah. Between the 41 and the 30 and change, that was a fucking solid hit from your boy, Darren. Absolutely. Fantastic turn. And it's good damage, so I don't think I hurt Air Bear. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, his hands cramp up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy. He's in the epicenter of this explosion that goes off like a bomb because it's a crit. Like, yeah, how does that work when he's there? Can you not avoid him? I'm try I, I was trying to look this up ahead of time and then realized it just wasn't worth it because he's a good character and this is good damage, so it doesn't matter. Um, I can't remember if it's squares or creatures. I think it might be squares, but I'll look that up over yeah. the next turn and see if that will matter. It, it won't matter until you, you know, decide to throw... Uh non-good bomb Adam. Right, which isn't going to happen this combat because they're resistant to fire. So let's see. I got my I got my nosy morgue here and you can see uh, his buddy is has got a rat under tow and then he sees this heavily armored half-orc blocking the stairs. I think he's going to do a similar thing, but he's going to smite Air Bear and then do a spring attack. So he's going to move up 20, and then back 10, getting a slam off, or attempting to get a slam off. With that protective luck. Yes, with the protective luck. Let's see if the protective luck does, in fact, protect him. 
I think it does, because I got uh, two on one of the die. Ooh. Nice. So it's going to be less than 30, so it won't hit you. But that's the that's the morgue's turn. He, uh, he smites you and then goes ahead and does a spring attack, so it won't provoke from you, but he's trying to trying to get you. We got Tulia up next. All right, and Tulia can't see anything. <laughs> so she's going to start to walk in. Tulia is up the stairs. Yeah, she can't see anything, not because she's blind, but because she's up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Good clarification. <laughs> Are these two wide or one wide? I think they're two wide. Uh, it looks like it's two and then it goes to one. Alright, so at 25 feet from where she started, she can finally see a single creature. And I hate that they are so resistant to too many things. Yeah, they're tough cookies. (laughs) (laughs) That joke is really (laughs) half-baked. I'm too far away to get anybody with any of my buff spells that I would like to do. And any of my attack spells are, in fact, elemental, and they're not great, except for one, which is Sonic. Um, and I'm not. I mean, they're only resistant yet. 10, so it's the same as if you hit them with a non-bludgeoning weapon. True. Which is what the boys have been doing this whole time. Mm-hmm. Until the tombs gets in there. Yeah. Oh, I should have used bludgeoning arrows. I have fucking bludgeoning arrows on my sheet. Oh. <laughs> I have those. I bought them. <laughs> Darren switches to his other quiver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just pull the cobwebs and off. It squares of that one. you exclude, by the way, from before. Precise bombs. It squares. It squares. Okay. So yeah, uh, Air Bear would have been caught in there, but good damage. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing: is I am just awkward enough of a distance that I can't move any farther. Board, and I only can see the nosy one. Oh, and I guess the one that's under Air Bear or Air Bear's under it. Is that the case? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in an awkward spot because, like, as far as spells that I could do, I have a lot of things that are raised lines and things that would hurt my uh, friends at this point. So as much as I don't want to do this, I'm going to have to use the magic missile wand for now and then hopefully next turn I'll have like better uh, opportunities for movement because I don't want to do a dimensional slide since I also this this cavern is like twisty turny and so it's not like I have this big clear distance I can see that's concerning so like I need I need to get up there more Okay, just roll me a deeper percentile we'll see if you end up in a wall <laughs> <laughs> So with that, I will go ahead and roll my 5d4. Alright, so that'll be 14 points of force damage directly at the uh, nosy one. And that's going to be Tulia's turn, just because of unfortunate movement and sight. Hey, first damage on the nosy Yeah. It is the friendly morgue that has taken quite a bit of damage. His turn... Oh, but it's so friendly! I know, he's such a good guy. He's got his pale air bear under his feet... Okay, he's going to cast defensively here. Ooh. Risky. Uh-oh. But also up. All right. Here's what happens. You all feel this dry heat. It feels like 
if you've ever opened an oven during a clean cycle, during a broil. And this is going to be centered on Duran. Because this creature has seen several of you now come around the bend. Doesn't know how many there are. But I do need to get a measurement here. That one's good. I don't know if technically... Technically, I think this does get all of you. Um, So I'm going to need some fortitude saves. As you feel yourselves crisping up, drying out. Hmm. My bacon? Ironic that cookies would uh, put us in the oven. All right. Air Bear is going to use some resolve. Just rolled a two and a four, so I failed both of them. Oof. Okay. Oh, baby. Air Bear with a solid uh, 30. What is that? 38. No, 32. All right, chill off. 38. Mm. Eclipse got a 19 on the die, so she's fine. Uh, the Lapper got a 23, and Tulia got a 23. Okay. Lyra got a 22, and Uska got a 26. 24 okay. for Ikmer. All right. Uh, 22 is meets beats. Yes. So uh, anything below a 22 will fail. Uh it's, the two base came out to a 21. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's close. Yeah. Um, damn close. So those that fail are going to take 67 points of damage. Yeah. Those that succeeded are going to take uh, 30... What would that be? 33 points of damage uh, as the creature gets a horrid wilting off. Um, I guess I should hold on. Durin also got a 21. Or a, t- a 22, I think. Uh, Whatever. It's L- one away, I know. Lyra takes 40 instead of 33. As she has to take uh, the D8 version half. Aw, oh, man. You would have taken 81 if you got uh, one less. So, count your lucky stars. That would have um, been really bad. So, the creature lets out this royal cycle <laughs> on you guys up the stairs uh, and you just feel what a cookie must feel as it bakes in the oven um, and then it's going to actually full move which will provoke an attack of opportunity from Air Bear as it attempts to uh, kind of move back down the corridor and I'm moving Air Bear by accident here so, Air Bear, go ahead and take that AOO. It is going to get a bonus from its mobility. 25. To hit? Correct. That does not hit. Damn. All right. That's what I get for having the, uh, using the, uh, oh, God, I forgot the name of it again. The Blade of the Rising Blade Sun. Blade of the Rising Sun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next where, in the. Where did it go? Did it leave? It, like, like uh, y- you saw it kind of like move to the um, to the right. Hmm. So those of you kind of like down the hall would lose sight of it. Gotcha. Um, but it's really just trying not to be underfoot for Air Bear or have Air Bear underfoot. You see one of those novices just take off down the hallway and it's going to take a punch at Air Bear using a punishing kick. So I guess a kick, not a punch. <laughs> Ooh, that is a natural 20. Was that a protective f- luck, though? 
Oh, yeah, I need to uh, roll twice. All right, bear. You're probably going to save him from this natural 20. And uh, it, it turns into a 28 total, which Ooh. I don't think hits Air Bear. Correct. It doesn't Yay! hit. Yay! Yes. Uh, so, so this guy uh, blazes down the hallway, thinks he's got you like right under the jaw, and actually like hits, like glances off of your collarbone as you duck your head with that protective wow. luck, kind of like leaving that blur image of you. Another novice comes running down the hallway. A negligent novice. Yeah, negligent <laughs> novice and is going to run around Air Bear, which will provoke but he's, he's doing this to flank and then he is going to uh, do the same thing here. So attack at you. And I believe this saved you as well. Uh, dirty 30 with the uh, outflank on. 30 is meets beats. Ah. Okay. So he's got you, mm-hmm. but just barely is going to deal <laughs> eight damage. And I need you to make me a fortitude save. Okay. Oh boy. I should have, I should have used resolved on this one. Oh boy. Um, 19 total. 19, 20, you actually, or 19 total. You actually do fall prone. Oh, with this punishing kick. Even with freedom of movement? Um, I don't know. This is something we've come up against before. You want to read me the text of freedom yeah, of movement? Yeah, I just pulled it up. So this enables you to move and attack normally for the duration of the spell, even under the influence of magic that usually impedes movement, such as paralysis, solid fog, slow web. All combat maneuver checks made to grapple a target automatically fail. The subject automatically succeeds on any combat maneuver checks and escape artist checks made to escape a grapple or a pin. Uh, the spell also allows the subject to move and attack normally while underwater, even with slashing weapons uh, and bludgeoning weapons. I think he's knocked down. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's, that's not magic. Mm-hmm. Got nothing to do with prone. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're that prone. That makes sense to me. Uh, if I, if I try and pin you on the ground, I automatically fail. But um, but yeah, I think you're you're prone right now. Yeah, you're free to move to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's stopping you from moving to the ground, bud. Nothing's stopping nice. you. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I think I think where that comes into play, Emily, is we've had magical effects <laughs> that like that attempt a combat maneuver against yeah. you, mm. and I think that's where that's where there was like a gray area because you're immune to all magic that mm-hmm. restricts your movement. Um, okay, Matumbe, you're up. Down the hallway, you can. Uh, you now see a couple more combatants. Yeah, I can see a morgue, though it wasn't the original one. That one has kind of escaped. And then we have these two monk-like dudes. Uh, I guess he needs to run up and help his buddy Air Bear. I want to run up here into the center, this like intersection area, and throw down a Consecrate. Okay. But that's not going to capture anybody at this point. It just doesn't they would have to come back into it and they may know what it is and just not, right? I mean, I don't think it's a sure thing that this is going to... Because it only is a 20-foot radius and the furthest I can get doesn't get any undead creature in a 20-foot radius unless I'm wrong about that because I'm going to move up now and see what happens. We could draw them back into it. Oh, actually, this would get most of those creatures in that 20-foot radius. So... 
as to not have to roll defensively in front of this monk, Matumbe runs up into the middle of this intersection, which is right in front of Ikmer. He raises the iron-bound tome to the heavens. It begins to glow with this purple light, and he raises it up and smashes it into the ground in this ground pound, and it consecrates the area in a 20-foot radius as this purple phrasmin energy starts to whip around on the surface of the ground, and that desecrate stuff's not going to affect anybody in this radius. Nice. Yeah, so you remove their their bonus to hit and their bonus to damage Mm -hmm. that they're getting here, which is pretty big. Yes. I've I've been waiting for this. Yeah, this is something you took at 14, right? Yes. It's a lower level spell, but I was able to unlock it at 14. Huge. All right, very solid. Uh, Matumbe, you just know by looking, these are kind of like the same novices that you fought in the other room. So monks that have kind of like annoy tactics, but aren't terribly dangerous. Yeah. I, again, until they're in a situation like Air Bears in where they got him uh, prone on the ground and are flanking him. Lyra, you're up. Lyra is at the very top of the stairs. So she moves on over to the middle landing. Yeah. She can now oh, no. see down into the combat. She starts singing. Does that have a range or is it centered on you, Steve? Oh, actually, it does have a range. Do you want me to put it in an optimal spot then? Yes, please. I was going to say you need like five feet. Just five feet yeah. down. After she starts go. singing, Lyra starts to cast a spell. She's going to summon Monster 5, uh, but that's a round casting. So. All right. So she mm-hmm. starts casting the summon. Oh, it's Morgan time. Guten Morgan. It's the Soulful Morg's turn. Ah, shoot. I mean, is mad at the tombs for doing that. (laughs) I think it's going to come attack. It's going to come try to attack Matumbe. All right, what you got? Let's see. Doesn't have any of the smite goodness on or any of his desecrate on. Uh, But I think he is going to vital strike. Because why not? He had to move. Oof, that's going to miss. That's a 28. Standing in the middle of this consecrated area, back to Phrasma. He feels a pressure on his shield, turns, locks eyes with the morgue, and gives him the uh-uh-uh. However, I do need now Matumbe, probably Tulia, uh, and actually Durin to make fortitude saves um, from that stench. Matumbe's a 33. is fine. 26. 26 is also fine. And then Durin's a 17 on the die. We're looking at a 34. Yeah, you're good. So all of you uh, smell that smell, but you're feeling okay. Next in the order, got, uh, got another little guy. He comes running out, and, and those of you in the room can now kind of see into some of these little alcoves. They look like this This might be like a, some kind of barracks. It's like there's like beds in these little corners, but they're just like carved out just enough room for like a single bed. And a, a straw 
bed at that. And these doors are janky, like doors placed on on stone walls that look like they might oh, as yeah, well yeah. just be like placed like in in such a strange way. This these look like horrible. Well, I had a se- I had a seventeen, but protective luck means that I only have a total of a twenty six to hit prone uh, air bear, which might do it. Oh no, because it's a thirty because I get a plus four against prone with melee. Ooh, all right. So does prone? I think I have. I don't think prone changes your AC. It just gives me a plus four to hit. Okay, well then, in that case, uh, meets beats if it's a 30. It's the opposite way, but yeah. That was a minus four for yeah. AC. Either Probably way. Is, yeah, it's the four four point swing. A prone attacker has the minus four to oh. attack, though. There you go. Okay, that's 13 points of damage as he punches at you. And then. Air Bear's in some trouble here. Yeah, he's he's uh, a little bit. We we could be doing worse. More. And then this other novice is going to punch at Matumbe, attempting a powerful punch or a powerful kick. So it looks like we got four morgues and four novices here now. Wow, I love it. Well, I mean, you guys, if you guys get through this, it'll be real Candy Crush, you know. <laughs> uh, three on the die is not going to do it against Matumbe. Even with his uh, very good flank, Eclipse. Ooh, it's my turn. Yeah, let's finish off the round. Okay, cool. So it's neat because I'm already flying. So uh, I've got 60 feet of movement, which is definitely needed because 20 would be real bad in this situation. Um, Have they been using sneak attack? No. Uh, no, it just, doesn't seem um, like they have. Just the whatever jump jump in spring attack ah spring okay okay and the monks have been using fall attack (laughs) (laughs) okay well eclipse is going to start heading up there eclipse is going to make me a fortitude save all the way up and she can actually get up to one of them in one movement and she is five feet in the air okay that is a 32 32 you're fine and now that she's up here she's going to attack Sounds good. Against my soulful morgue. Ooh. 37. 37 does it. 46 points of da- oh, 48 points of damage. Okay. Nice. Slashing damage. That is slashing, yes. I almost cast the first weapon and I was like, eh, not worth it. All right. What's the lopper doing? It's a, yeah, it's great. Let's get him into this. Now, I don't want to play your character. Huh? But you could do his angry thing and get big. I know. Make it there. That's what I was kind of debating. That's where I was like looking back and forth at like what's here. Because I guess I could do that for the next 13 rounds and be done with it for the day. Do you have to use it in all at once? Once per day. Up to you. This is one of those combats that's like really big and no one else has reach. So yeah, and he's bludgeoning. So that's where I was like, I I want to make sure this works. Okay. So I'm going to move 30 feet up. I'm going to be right behind Igmer and Eclipse, and I am going to swift action Ferocious Mine, and I become big. If you could help me out and make my token big. Cool. And now I will uh, really big headbutt at the same one Eclipse went for. 
Okay. So imagine you're like in a hand-to-hand fight with somebody and your buddy rolls up behind you, grows 10 feet tall and headbutts the person you're fighting over you. Uh That's exactly what happened. What what a move. (laughs) (laughs) That's an 18 on the die. Yeah. That should do it. I would hope so because it's a 42. As 87 points of damage, I bludgeoning. Use my, I use my cookie armor Magical reaction. bludgeoning <laughs> damage. How much is it? 87. That's a lot. Ooh. Nice. Oh, yeah. By the way, his vital strike goes up to 18d6. <laughs> oh, wait. It's 87 plus two. I forgot to add the plus two. Sorry. What's the plus two for? Isn't that part of the Bane thing? I think, Bane, you get a plus two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to manually add that. And so off. most of the time, I forget that. But I remember today. So 89 points of magical bludgeoning damage. Awesome. All right. Dickmer. All right. The soulful uh, morgue is right next to him. He's going to full attack. And if the morgue dies, he's going to attack the, well, the the novice on the other side of Matumbe. Sounds good. Ooh. Okay. Okay. We'll see where this goes. 31 to hit for the first attack, 31 for the second, and 25 for the, for the third. That's two hits, my friend. Oh, baby. Okay. 36 slashing for the first one, and 28 slashing on the next. Yeah, this one looks very much in trouble. Good. That's your turn? Yes. Okay, it is the over-emotional morgue's turn, and he's emotional (laughs) about what you guys have been doing, and you feel once again the heat of a broil, and I need you to finish your drinks, because we'll see you next week. Oh my goodness. I knew it. Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.